Hello guys and welcome back to the Bobatino podcast. If you are new here, welcome. If you are returning, thank you so much for coming back. I fucking appreciate you guys so much for listening every week and yeah, for if you've been here from the start, I just want to say a massive thank you because it makes me so happy to see people like continue to listen to me and support me and I just am so bloody grateful. I am going to be talking about defying and surviving a toxic workplace. Obviously, I put up a little question box on my Instagram for what you guys wanted to hear. And this was one of the recommendations from a listener. So thank you for giving me this suggestion. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you think. I think it was actually really tricky for me, if I'm being honest, to navigate this one because as I kind of talk about it, I work independently as a disability support worker. So I'm not really in those work environments or corporate environments or like I sit at a desk all day at an office type of environment or I'm surrounded by a lot of people in my work environment because I'm literally with my client like because I'm a disability support worker. So I don't, I kind of struggled with it, not going to lie. So if you guys haven't enjoyed today's episode, I promise you next week will be better but let me know what you think and yeah so the quote of the week for this week is once you stop fantasizing about an ideal version of yourself and start working towards it by setting your alarm earlier becoming more present working out reading and fighting your distractions you'll soon realize the ideal version of yourself that you want to become will only ever exist in your mind until you start making better decisions bless. I'm grateful for the breathwork weekend that I had the other weekend. I'm still, still makes me smile thinking about it. I will fill you guys in about how that went soon. And hopefully I can start offering, well, I will be able to, I just don't really know what it means for me at the moment. It's a little bit overwhelming, but I'm so fucking excited to see where this kind of chapter takes me. I'm just like really focusing on uni right now with my thesis. In saying that, I'm also grateful I finished my introduction, like my draft. It's 2,000 words. I've done other stuff as well. I think I've written about 3,500 words of my thesis and it's 10,000 words. It's due in two months. But I'm, I'm like, I've been slowly working at it. I'm so proud of myself. My intro is done, which was 2,000 words. I've sent that off to get feedback. I'm pretty on track. Like I'm really grateful that I have really been able to set boundaries with myself and just chip away like every day at my thesis because fuck me it is if anyone ever has ever done honors and done their thesis they would know but holy shit this is literally full-time job this study thing and I'm out here trying to work as well and have a fucking life and I'm doing it and I'm so grateful that I'm doing it so I'm grateful that I obviously got my introduction done and sent off to get feedback that is what went well for me And I'm also grateful I'm sitting here in the little disco ball. We have a disco ball outside sitting in the trees. I can like see it. It's like shining on the wall because the sun was just hitting it. And how cool is that? It was so cool to just see. I don't know. It makes you feel really, I don't know. It makes me feel peaceful. I also had a really, this also went well for me this morning. First thing I got up, I got my morning sunlight straight away and It was so nice. I was laying on the chair just looking up at the sky because it was kind of like pink and it was all bright. And then 
literally two minutes after that, this fucking massive storm happened and I just got my morning sun in before the storm. So I'm really grateful that that happened. Anyway, guys, enjoy today's episode and let me know what you think. And I just want to say, stop taking shit from your shitty bosses. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Enjoy. Let's get straight into today's episode of identifying and surviving toxic workplaces. So I think that identifying toxic workplaces can be broken down into three separate areas. I think it can be the environment that you work in, the people you work with, and the relationship that you have with work. So they're the three things that I think it can be broken down to when trying to figure out is this whole dynamic toxic? And I'll run you through some of the areas that I think you should maybe question and ask yourself to bring awareness on whether the relationship you have with work and the environment and the people that you work with are actually toxic. Okay, so the environment in which you work in, so this could be drinking culture. I know a lot of workplaces do have drinking culture involved in their work and which is like fine right but I think when it can be considered toxic and can be affecting your life negatively is when maybe it's every day after work you're winding down by going and drinking because that is the culture of your work or what every Friday you go and have some drink with your work colleagues after work I think that's fine and that a lot of people would really enjoy that and find that fun but I think if it's every night after work or it's consistently every Thursday and Friday or maybe you're even going to have drinks at lunch to try and wind down or cope with your stress I don't think that that's a good idea and I think that's toxic because Andrew Huberman I know I bring up this guy a lot he was speaking about the fact that He did a whole episode on alcohol and if you guys haven't listened to that, I highly recommend the episode on alcohol. It's just through his podcast, The Huberman Lab. And what he's saying is that it doesn't even matter if you're just someone who drinks two drinks per week or two drinks every day or even six drinks on a Friday or a Saturday. It doesn't matter when it is, but that drinking alcohol regardless if you find two drinks every night as little or six drinks every night on Friday as I don't really drink that often it still has an impact on your overall health and it actually makes you more stressed and more anxious at baseline because that's what alcohol ultimately does to our brain so when you're not drinking you're more stressed and more anxious because of what alcohol has done to your body when you do drink it if that makes sense So definitely recommend that episode. The environment as well. I think hustle culture is a really important one to reflect on. I think hustle culture was normalized for a while and now people are kind of stepping back and reflecting on the fact that hustle culture is in fact not healthy. And in the long run, it's going to be making you really quite sick. And we don't want hustle culture. We want a, a balance a work-life balance, and if your workplace is an environment that really promotes hustle culture, I definitely think that's something to reflect on. And obviously in saying all of this, I will say, like I'm going through all of these things that I want you to become aware of and question in terms of your workplace, and you're probably going to go, okay, well, my work does advocate for hustle culture, but what can I actually do going forward? 
in a little bit, I'm going to talk about how to navigate through surviving a toxic work culture and what you can do to kind of help yourself moving forward if you do struggle with some of these things. So bear with me. Hustle culture is a big one. I think that a lot of people are waking up and realizing that it's not healthy and that it's not something to be normalized is this whole hustle, hustle, hustle. Like I said, no work-life balance is a really important one. If your work doesn't respect that you also have a life outside of work as you should and that there are You have other priorities and things that are more important in your life than work. If they don't respect that, it's a big red flag. Gender pay gaps, I think that is a really important topic. Obviously, it is very prevalent. And if that is something that is in your environment at work, red flag. And this is is one that I, one of the job, one of the first jobs I kind of had is they didn't have a HR or any type of like, mental health awareness. Haven't worked there in a long time, so cannot bash on this company because they I'm pretty sure they have incorporated it now, which is great. But back then, and I know there's still workplaces that don't incorporate, don't have a HR or don't incorporate the importance of mental health and mental health days. I think if you're in an environment that doesn't have one and not two of those things, that's definitely something that you should be being mindful of. And I know a lot of people might hear me and go, who the fuck doesn't have a HR? The company I used to work for didn't have a HR. And when there were problems, you would be going to the boss, which was not ideal. That is like one of the whole purposes of a HR. And yet it was really tricky to navigate. And it made a lot of people really upset and miserable in that who I was working for, but they have since got a HR management now, which is great. But the next area that I think you should identify is the people you work for and with. So are the people you work with gossipers? Are they the bitches? Are they complainers? Or are they always in your business? Are they passive aggressive? I could not think of anything worse than working with people who are passive aggressive. Like just those little comments like, you really love eating takeaway at work, don't you? Or, ooh, you've already won that outfit this week, haven't you? Or, ooh, it's one minute past your lunch break. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I would not be able to stand working with people like that. One thing I'm very fortunate with my job, ATM, I know, well, actually, I do want to work for myself. That is obviously one of my goals, but it, you know, I know there's going to be areas in my life that where that w- may not be a... Well, it will be a possibility, but it might not be the case. Do you know what you know what I'm trying to say? One thing that I'm very grateful for with my job at the moment is, is I'm a disability support worker and I work for myself like independently as a support worker. So I I think this is one of the negatives of my job is obviously I don't work like I work for myself. Obviously, I don't have to deal with a boss. I am my boss in this area of disability. It's such a good job in terms of that and everything else really. But I think one thing that I definitely struggled with is I really noticed it last year is that obviously because I work for myself and I'm a support worker, I'm working with my clients and we don't have a relationship outside of working. But things like Christmas parties and catch-ups and stuff with work, like people who aren't in this kind of area that I'm in work and more in the corporate or they work at like cafes and restaurants or 
marketing agencies, whatever, those types of jobs, they get to build a relationship with the people around them. It could be good or bad, but they do have those work connections and relationships because they are surrounded by people and they do get to do the things like the Christmas parties. And while some might say that they don't enjoy that, I think that a lot of people also do really enjoy enjoy those those type of events. And that's not something I don't, I don't get that with the job that I have, which yeah, I, I really noticed it that I didn't have those opportunities and I don't have the opportunity to make work friends as such with d- the disability job. But obviously I'm not going to be in this job forever. It's just a job for me right now while I study and figure out my shit. And there'll obviously be opportunity for me to make work connections and friends when and whatever I do going forward with my next job. The third one is the relationship you have with work. If you're a person who just go, go, goes, you thrive in the busyness, you don't know when to take it slow, you hate your work environment, but you're almost addicted to to the negativity and the stress of your work environment, it is important to become aware of that cycle because you might even have a deep desire to be liked and accepted by your work colleagues, but you also really struggle to set boundaries you may also always find yourself engaging in that negativity and that bitchy culture and that gossiping about other people's lives and somehow you're always finding negatives in the system and engaging in all that negative self-talk. Or you could even might even take on that mother role in your work environment, always giving, 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 and that probably comes from a desire to be loved and needed. But Or you could also be the person that appears to have it all together when really you do not. But anyway, we're not here to really get into your childhood wounds around work. But obviously the the relationship that you have with work is really important because I know so many people that will do like a 12-hour day and they get up and they do it again and again and again and they're always sick and they're always stressed and they're always anxious and it comes down to the relationship that they have with work because they don't have a work-life balance. They don't know how to manage their stress. They don't know how to set boundaries with their boss and work colleagues. They push themselves because they are addicted to that go, go, go and that stress, stress, stress and give, give, give. And they don't know how to wind down. They don't know how to bring their body back into that parasympathetic state of rest and digest and ultimately doing nothing. So they are the three things that you can kind of identify and start to question what areas may need some improvements or the areas that are toxic in your workplace. So that that is the environment in which you work in, the people that you work with or for, and the relationship that you have with work. Okay, well, maybe you are starting to think, okay, I have definitely identified some patterns that are in my work environment and the people that I work with and with myself. How do I take this on and survive this? In terms of, I think like the bitching and the gossiping and the always finding flaws in the system, like that whole negative, I think that obviously awareness is the first step. Catch yourself when you're doing it. Don't engage back with it and try and take a step back from the group that you find has like a real, is drawn to all that drama and that bitching and that gossiping. I think take a step back, observe it, even if people start to, like maybe you've taken a step back, but you're still finding you're being surrounded by these people that are just gossiping and bitching. I even think set a boundary and say something like, hey, 
because they could be bitching about other people or they could be gossiping and maybe you're trying to work on yourself and you're trying to stay away from that. I think setting a boundary of is really important and you could even say something like, because I know it's fucking hard to do this, but language is so important. And when you set the expectations up for yourself, others will follow and you will feel better and you will attract better energy and it's a flowing effect and this is how change happens. Anyway, a boundary that you could set for this is something like, hey, this conversation is making me feel really uncomfortable. I don't want to engage about engage in this. Could we maybe change the, the, the conversation or maybe I could just step back for a little bit and come back? Really hard, but really easy. Not only will you feel better because one, you've set a boundary, growth, but two, they're going to reflect on how they've just spoken about someone else and Hopefully they can take that in and respect your boundary and stop the bitching themselves, but they won't because I think we all do it. Like we all engage in the gossip and the bitching and the drama from time to time, even if you think that you don't. And I think it's a lifelong process because I feel like as a society, we are so primed to focus on what other people are doing and be so interested in other people's drama. Like it is interesting in a way, but then it also puts us in a really low vibrational frequency to keep doing that. And I tried to do like, I think it was like five days of no complaining, no bitching, no being negative. And fuck, it was hard. Just the things that I just caught myself doing. I'll use an example for today. Today I went and looked at a house to inspect a house. Absolutely loved the house. I was telling my friend about it. I was like, yes, ticks all the boxes. We're going to apply for it. Obviously, there's a bit of a rental crisis, I think, in Australia. I don't know if it's just Melbourne at the moment. And we've applied for a few. We haven't gotten them. We're still looking. Obviously, we've only just started looking, so we haven't given up yet. But really positive about the house. Ticked all the boxes. I was absolutely obsessed with it. Was trying to manifest, like put it out into the universe. Yes, we're going to get this house, blah, blah, blah. And I turned around and I said to her, oh, but fuck, there were so many people there. I was like... But I said it in like a really negative like way of like, oh my God, there's so many fucking people there. It's like just little comments like that where it's like, you're so negative. Why? Oh, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was something along those lines. But anyway, coming back to the five day thing, try it. I want you to try that for five days. No complaining, no negativity, no bitching, no gossiping and become aware of when you do it and pull yourself up on when you do it, because I guarantee you, you'll be surprised on how much you do it. And when you're so negative, like your self-talk affects, like your thoughts affect your self-talk and your self-talk affects your thoughts. And ultimately that affects your reality. I think also another important thing, like as easy as it sounds when you're in situations where you find people are very confronting and they're in your face and they're, I guess, disrespectful or try to step over your boundaries or they're passive aggressive or they're the gossipers. I think it's really important to try and ignore them and to not try and react to them because when you do, you give them one more reason to bite back and two, affect your energy and put it in that low low, low vibrational frequency. This hint, uh, this tip is from my boyfriend because I said, what would you suggest to someone when surviving a toxic workplace? And he said to tell them to get fucked. So I hope that was helpful. I also asked my housemate, because I think it's really important to get like, even though Muzz literally just said, tell them to get fucked. That's not helpful at all. But anyway, thank you for your con- 
for contributing Mars. I asked my housemate Regan because she has a manager job role and I think it's really important to get tips off different people in different workplaces because obviously, like I said, I'm not really in that in a work environment where I feel like a lot of you guys are. So it, it would be like me trying to say how to survive being single when I'm in a relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like I just wanted to get tips off other people as well and hear what they had to say. But Riggs's advice was to obviously set boundaries and I can do a whole another episode if you guys want me to. There's actually like a little link, I think, underneath the episode notes now where you can actually, I think it's on Spotify, where you can leave like a message or your thoughts on the episode or even a question. So if you ever want to ask me a question or something related, try that feature and let me know how it goes because I did see that that was in my show notes the other day. But yeah, obviously to set boundaries and I think there's all sorts of different types of boundaries that you can set within your workplace as in how much work you're doing, are you over committing yourself, is something like someone's trying to make you work your home time that's like in your job description as your role and they're trying to make you work overtime and they're not paying you even people trying to get in your business or maybe you're in that drinking culture and you want to try and start to step away from it but people are pressuring you and calling you names because you don't want to be involved in that setting boundaries is obviously the most important thing I think when you are dealing with all those situations And obviously there's different boundaries that you can set, like different phrases. So if you want me to do a whole different episode on what specific phrases you should use in different settings and scenarios, let me know because I can do that as well. Because I feel like that's definitely a whole nother episode in itself. Regan's tip was obviously to set boundaries within work and within yourself. Obviously it's important to set boundaries with yourself. And one of her tips was that she doesn't allow her laptop in her room or at home. So it's a really good example of maybe someone who works from home but not allowing themselves to work in their bedroom because their bedroom is their bedroom space and we don't want to bring study and work into the bedroom because that's our rest space. It's be the same for Riggs. She doesn't allow herself to have a laptop in her room or at home because work is for work and home is for home, setting those boundaries within yourself so you do allow yourself to come home and detach and de-stress because I think that is super important for yourself. And I think something that I saw someone post about, it was on TikTok something, is that if you're struggling to set a boundary and you're like, oh, I don't want to set this boundary because they might fire me. I mean, one, if they do, they're fuckheads and I'm up almost glad they fired you in a way because you obviously deserve a lot better. But try and remind yourself that these people that you work for will literally be able to, as hard as it sounds, replace you instantly. Your mental health is so much more important than this company role. And if they got rid of you or if you left, they would be able to replace you instantly. It is literally just a role and you've got to learn to detach yourself from that role. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, communication is another one that's really important. Also comes down to setting boundaries like, hey, I don't actually have the capacity to do that. Or hey, I actually have a lot on my plate plate right now. I can't actually stay back for you and do X, Y, Z. Or I have a lot due today. Maybe if you need me to do something, we could set some time aside tomorrow but I obviously have other commitments in terms of work like it's all about your communication or 
If you're struggling with something at home and you need a day off, communicate. If you're really struggling to keep up with your work-life balance, communicate. If you're struggling with someone particular in your workplace, communicate. If you think you deserve a pay rise, which you probably do, you're scared that they're going to say no, what do you have to lose? Communicate. Communicate is so bloody important. And I know how easy it is to be able to want to say something and you want you create these scenarios in your head and then it doesn't actually happen. What is the worst that's going to happen? That is what I try and tell myself all the time. Another important one is obviously I spoke about HR, but build a relationship with them. Like they are there for a reason. Ask for their opinion. They will help you and it is confidential. Use them to your advantage. And the last one tip for surviving a toxic workplace is if you have done all of that and nothing has changed, if you have communicated, if you've, if you have become self-aware, you've understood the toxic patterns that you have with work, that the people you work with have with you and the environment in which you work in, you're self-aware, you understand that it's happening, you start to set boundaries, no one's respecting your boundaries, you then communicate, people still aren't respecting your boundaries, you have a healthy relationship outside of work, but there's just these things that are happening in work that are making you miserable and your mental health is declining and nothing is changing, even though you've done everything you possibly could and nothing has changed, leave. Seriously, leave. You will find a job. And I know that's hard to say leave your workplace because we obviously all need to earn an income because it is hard out there. We need to be making money to be able to live, but also your mental health is way more fucking important than that job. Okay. I put up anonymous messages. Uh, I put up a little box and I asked you guys what were some of the things you struggled with. So I just thought that I would read them. Okay. Yeah. I put up a question box and I said, tell me about some of the things that are toxic in your workplace that you struggle with. I had an anonymous message and they said, I work at a business where the owners would rather shut the business down than cover. I work a shift when they are totally capable of working themselves and then put it back on the workers saying, we will have to close the shop then. There are also no designated breaks for shifts over five hours. Ugh. It's the fucking sissity of that. Well, we will have to close the shop then. Ugh. It's giving, I'm a narcissist. No, i shouldn't use that term lightly. It's giving, we're guilt tripping the fuck out of you. That's not okay. Also the whole no break thing. I don't understand companies that don't do that. What the fuck? I don't understand companies who don't want to look after their workers. This is what I mean. You guys are so replaceable so quickly. If you're working for a company that does shit like this and you've tried to resolve it, leave. Like, I know it's not that easy while saying leave because you are worth so much more than how these people are treating you. Like seriously, I know so many, I have so many friends that work for companies and they're like, we don't get a lunch break or we get frowned upon if we go and have lunch. What? Is your boss and workplace okay? What? Okay. They promise you the best, tell you everything you want to hear and then you have no actions as a result. Yeah, that's what I spoke about. Like if they're not respecting your boundaries, I would definitely think about finding something else. Even just 
you know, you try and work on the little things, maybe communicate again, go and see HR, try and set more boundaries and maybe just slowly start typing up at your resume and looking at jobs and start applying, like just start taking that 1% action of, I know my workplace is full of assholes. I want to leave, but I don't really want to leave my job unless I don't have anything else lined up. I'd start making little steps so that when you do possibly maybe leave, you've got something lined up. We get in trouble and threatened for calling in sick even if we actually are sick. It's giving that like bosses making you work when you're sick. That's that whole toxic hustle culture shit. No boundaries, no work-life balance, not looking after your mental health at all, your physical health. No. They preach one thing but act another way. They hire people ready to retire for higher roles rather than take chances on younger, better. Men are given management roles and women who do the role better. We're expected to work 10-hour days a few times a week on a salary. No overtime. No. See, the whole we're expected to do that? Like what? Is that in your contract? You are expected to work 10 hours with no overtime? If it is, then... Look, I don't think this would be the case, but if that was me in that situation and I hadn't read my contract and I had signed it, that's kind of stiff shit on me. If that is the case and that wasn't in your contract, like I'd be going to HR immediately. Like that is not okay. I don't know how you guys are putting up with this. Anyway, that is the end of the episode. You know what I'm going to recommend this week? I'm going to recommend my car bumper stickers. I, if you want one, let me know. I'm not a car bumper sticker girl, but I was, you know what? This is so cute. I'm proud of myself. I drive everywhere. Like more people are going to be able to see it. If you want one, please let me know. I know car stickers are a bit ick, but mine is cute. So you should definitely get a car bumper sticker. It says, I listen to the World with Chino podcast. Like who doesn't want that on their car? Don't blame me if you don't, but (laughs) if you want one, let me know. That is my recommendation of the week. I hope you guys have a beautiful weekend, a beautiful rest of the week, whatever you're doing. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. And remember, nothing changes if nothing changes.